When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin ETF inflows recover as Bitcoin price currently near 51,000 support. We'll also be discussing former U.S. President Trump, no longer anti-Bitcoin, says he can live with it in a recent press just the other night. We'll also be discussing the European Central Bank officials blasting Bitcoin. They say the fair value of Bitcoin is still zero, even after the ETF approval. We'll also be discussing the Giga Chad Michael Saylor says he will be buying Bitcoin forever. It's going up forever, Laura. Here's why. We'll also be discussing Tom Lee says Bitcoin is sound money, naming three reasons why Bitcoin will tap 150000 this year in 2024. We'll also be discussing one of the largest asset managers in the world, Fidelity, which controls $4.5 trillion in assets under management. Jurian Timmer suggests that Bitcoin will reach a $6 trillion market cap, but it gets more bullish than that. Also predicting Bitcoin to hit $1 billion per coin by the year 2038. I'll be breaking down this bullish prediction from Fidelity. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is February 23rd. Uh, Happy Friday. And... uh yeah, today's pod episode 1560. I'm your host, JV, and we have a lot to share, so let's break it down. As you can see with our market watch, Bitcoin's hovering at roughly 51,000 over on Coin360. At the time of this live stream, Uni is like the biggest gainer, up a whopping 56%. I don't know what is going on with Uniswap, but that's pretty impressive for 24-hour gains. We also have Ether sitting above 2,900. It did tap 3,000 a few days ago, and it's uh, uh, keeps flirting around that price level while BNB, XRP, Solana, Cardano all pulling back and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're sitting at a $1.95 trillion market cap with $70 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance back on the decline a little bit at 51.4%. Ether dominance flexing with that 18% dominance. Uh, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers past 24 hours. Uniswap, impressively, as I mentioned earlier, up over 50% on the day with a $6.7 billion market cap, trading at $11.26. Anyone here bullish on Uni? 
Let me know. Uh, see a coin also up 13% on the uh, day, as well as Flare up roughly 13%, followed by Flow, ETH, DYDX, and Aave, a decentralized lending protocol. Now, which altcoins family are you most bullish on for this particular bull run? Let me know in the comments right down below. And check it out, the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective on the day. Uni leading the pack clearly. We also have SD up 12% and Flare up 13%, but the majority of the alts currently pulling back and in the red. And zooming out on the monthly, virtually everything is in the green. So as they say, when in doubt, just zoom out. The only things in the red are Monero and Hex. Everything else crushing. And uh, checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're back at a 76 extreme greed, as virtually as high as we've seen it in two years. We touched 79 about a week ago. Yesterday, 74, last week of 72, and last month was a neutral at 48. And checking out the Bitcoin halving countdown. Uh, the scheduled halving date is set to take place at this time, April 19th, which is only 55 days away. Where do you feel the Bitcoin price action is likely to be at? at the time of the halving, holla at your boy. All right, let's check out today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to take us next, shall we? The headline reads, Bitcoin ETF inflows recovers, Bitcoin price nears 50,000 support. Here you're looking at the Bitcoin one day chart. Data from TradingView showed the price action struggling at around 51,000, which we just lost. The bulls remain caught in a narrow trading zone in place for more than a week as concerns surfaced over the inflows to the spot, Bitcoin ETFs. These considerably recent days with February 21st, even seeing a net outflow of 36 million as per data from BitMEX research as shared here. Uh, shout out BitMEX, some data in Bitcoin terms, 694 Bitcoin net outflow February 21st. Uh, yeah. So February 22nd saw stronger activity, which was yesterday, net inflows of just over a quarter of a million dollars, even accounting for the outflows from GBTC. Quoting Crypto Slate, normality resumed a 251 million inflow into the Bitcoin ETFs, continuing on the pace of buying from the ETF operators, Thomas Farrer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. CEO of Crypto Focus Reviews, Portal Apollo, predicted that the largest of them, BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust iBit, would, in the future, change Bitcoin supply dynamics. Quoting him here, 98% of all the Bitcoin in existence already costs $100,000 or less, I guess it's saying here, if you tried to buy it. And he also wrote, remember that the current price is just a marginal trade. BlackRock is going to test this theory. So we'll find out soon enough. F around and find out. Just saying. As of February 23rd, iBit held 124,000 Bitcoin, valued at $6.35 billion. Like, whoa, they achieved that in less than two months, maybe a month and a half. Now, focusing on the low time frame Bitcoin price analysis, Sku captured the mood among seasoned market observers. The uptrend, he concluded, remained intact, but important support levels were now coming back into play. These were the 88 period and 100 period exponential moving averages on the four hour chart at 50,000 and 49,006 
respectively, along with the 18-period EMA on the daily chart at 49.6, quoting the analysts here. Currently, price trades at around range low and four-hour 55 EMA, which typically is a near-term trend inflection point, meaning momentum picks up soon. Buyers and sellers likely to fight here for control. What else is new? It seems there is an endless war between good and evil and bulls and bears, just saying. And uh, I wanted to quote Bukele. He recently gave uh, a speech, which was pretty lit, and he said some very awesome things, and I'm paraphrasing because I watched some of the interview, and then I'll share the quote on the screen right here, but he said something along the lines that he, um, why does, why do we allow George Soros to control politics when no one gave him permission or no one voted him in and he doesn't allow that in El Salvador and that the El Salvador economy and people are safe from that mofo, George Soros. So respect for that paraphrasing quote. He also shared, why do Americans pay taxes when they can just print unlimited amounts of money? And this is something very true. I ask myself this all the time. He also says, the real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. So respect to Bukele, and he gave the speech in English, which I appreciate considering typically when he does the speeches in El Salvador, it's in Espanol. So nonetheless, if you missed the speech that he gave at CPOC in the United States, I believe it was just last night, uh, check it out. It was pretty, pretty lit. But anyways, fam, next story of the day. Let's break this mofo down. Trump was asked about Bitcoin. So this is actually quite interesting. Let me know if you saw this. Um, yeah, I'll just break it down. Former U.S. President Trump changed his tune on Bitcoin from making anti-Bitcoin statements and calling it a scam. During his tenure as president, Trump now says Bitcoin is something he can live with and acknowledges it's growing demand. Now, the way they pitched it to him, they pitched it in a very positive way, like Mr. Trump, uh, something making great strides is Bitcoin, and um, it's great, it's decentralized, and he really couldn't say anything bad about it, which is a good, good, good look, uh, because if he did say something bad about it, it would just too obviously show you who his... Uh, who he is loyal to, what we know it's the dollar. He has said before, Bitcoin undermines the US dollar, so therefore, and here he's ultimately saying he only believes in one currency, and that's a strong dollar. And we all know the dollar is not strong. We all know the dollar is crap. We all know the dollar is about to fall apart. But remember, um, he serves the people who ultimately uh, print the money. And his job which is why he was elected president and why he is still in the public eye is promoting the U.S. dollar, ultimately the Fed and the central banking cartels, which he is a part of. So you got to keep that in mind. But anyways, during the recent interview on Fox, Trump was asked about his views on the rise of Chinese digital currency and whether the right way to counter it is through decentralized currency networks such as Bitcoin. Trump, in response, noted the U.S. dollar is still the top currency for him but at the same time acknowledge the growing popularity and adoption of Bitcoin. Quitting him here, I like the dollar, but many people are doing it using Bitcoin, and frankly, it has taken a life of its own. You probably have to do some regulation, as you know, but many people are embracing it. And more and more, I'm seeing people wanting to pay Bitcoin, and you're seeing something that is interesting. So I can live with it one way or another. Well, of course he can live with it because they can't get rid of it, but trust that if they could, they would have a decade ago. Trump's recent change on stance towards Bitcoin deviated from his earlier views when he was president. At the time, Trump denounced Bitcoin, calling it a scam, and reportedly ordered the Treasury Secretary to go after Bitcoin. Whoa, who's that? Janet Yellen? Binance? 
Trump is currently campaigning as a candidate in the upcoming 2024 U.S. presidential election, and some people in the crypto community believe his recent change in attitude towards Bitcoin could be politically motivated to attract more votes from the CR. Many users on X believe Trump cannot afford to neglect the growing community in crypto. Few others also pointed out that he is just doing exactly what Trump does best. He doesn't fully commit one way or the other. Crypto proponents believe Trump purposely dropped a pro-Bitcoin sentence, followed by a pro-US dollar sentence to gauge opinion. People compared it to a phishing mechanism to see what direction is most amongst the uh, voters. And over the years, many politicians have used crypto in their campaigns as a way to attract new generation of tech savvy voters. Trump is currently the front runner for the Republican Party presidential nomination and fellow Republican Nikki Haley trailing the former president. So what are your thoughts on that? Let me know if you actually saw the video where he was asked about Bitcoin. I read for you word for word what he said. But anyways, fam, next story of the day, let's discuss the ECB European Central Bank FUD which hit us the other day. Uh, European Central Bank officials blast Bitcoin, say the fair value is still zero, even after the ETF approval. Shows you how much they despise Bitcoin because it's gonna put them out of business. Officials of the ECB, are not convinced Bitcoin is a valuable financial asset. Go figure, despite the U.S. approval of an ETF. Now, the ECB is the central bank of the European Union countries that use the euro as their currency. And their leader, Lagarde, is a criminal herself. So it's ironic here. In a new blog post, ECB Director General Ulrich Binsale, the advisor Jurgen Schaff, what, what names these people have, say the decision of the US SEC to greenlight Bitcoin ETF apps January 10th does not change the fact that the crypto asset is not a suitable means of payment or as an investment. So for them to tell you it's not a suitable means as an investment when it's the best performing investment in human history just goes to show you how not incompetent, but how corrupt these motherfuckers are, if you know what I mean, quoting them here. For disciples, the formal approval confirms the Bitcoin investments are safe and the preceding rally is proof of an unstoppable triumph. We disagree with both claims and reiterate that the fair value of Bitcoin is still zero. Sound like a sore loser that just can't except defeat, <laughs> I mean? Now, they also say the Bitcoin is hardly used for payment, except by criminals who use it for their illicit transactions. Don't make me play the Jamie Dimon criminal song family, because I will, and I will sing along, uh, quoting them here. Bitcoin transactions are still inconvenient, slow and costly. Outside the dark net, the hidden part of the internet used for criminal activities. It is hardly used for payments at all. Uh, Try telling that to Bukele in El Salvador, where Bitcoin is a legal tender. But anyways, we all know the most illicit currency ever used for illicit activity is the dollar. They say like 80% of every US dollar has like traces of cocaine or something like that. It's wild. They say the Bitcoin is neither a good investment and warn that the mining of crypto continues to cause massive environmental pollution. Like the powers that be that print the money care about the environment. Isn't it hilarious? Quoting them here, it does not generate any cash flow unlike real estate or dividends and other commodities we control and offers no social benefit like gold jewelry or subjective appreciation based on outstanding abilities, such as works of art. The mining of Bitcoin using the proof of work mechanism continues to pollute the environment on the same scale as entire countries with higher Bitcoin prices implying higher energy consumption as higher costs can be covered by miners. We all know this is not even true. So again, it just shows you how weak they truly are and how scared they're shaken in their 
pants right now. Venture capitalist and former Coinbase CTO Balaji responded to the statements by sharing a long-term chart of the Bitcoin slash Euro pair <laughs> on X. As you can see here, the Euro has collapsed against Bitcoin. It's down 99.35%. That's all time. And we're just getting started. Eventually, it'll be down 99.999. Add a few more nines in there. If you know what I mean, charts don't lie. Check this out. So that means the euro is done, kaput. And they know that. And Bitcoin destroyed it. And so now they're, like I said, they're sore losers. They can't accept defeat. A shout out to Zero. Appreciate you just gifting five members the MicroStrategy membership of the channel. So shout out Boz, Matthew, Wealth, Tan G, and Terrence Group. You've all been blessed. So please thank uh, Zero Dollar Giro. You're awesome, brother. Appreciate that. Now here's the latest from the Giga Chad, Michael Saylor, the one and only. And speaking of Michael Saylor, here's a little clip. Right. The point is, if if you have the superior asset, it's, it's going, going up, up forever, forever Laura. Take forever. Michael Saylor, co-founder and executive chairman of MicroStrategy, the first publicly traded company to put the Bitcoin on the balance sheet back in 2020, revealed that he and the company he spearheaded until recently would be buying Bitcoin forever. Shout out Barack Monfils. I appreciate the super family. Doubling down on his stance as an advocate for the leading digital asset. In a brand new interview with Bloomberg on Tuesday, MicroStrategy former CEO said he would not sell his or his firm's Bitcoin holdings, despite the stash recording an unrealized profit of roughly $4 billion. And that's right, for those that don't know, MicroStrategy holds roughly 190,000 Bitcoin. And also, Sailor has a personal stash not connected to the company. And I think it was a few weeks ago, he actually announced he was going to be buying Bitcoin every single day for 120 days straight for his personal stash. So you already know. I can only imagine what his personal stash is looking like right now. So Sailor said Bitcoin is the exit strategy and the strongest asset. What a great answer if someone asks you, what's your exit strategy? strategy. Bitcoin is the freaking exit strategy. The crypto has emerged as a trillion dollar asset alongside names like Apple, Google, and Microsoft. However, Bitcoin is not a company, so it's competing with asset classes like gold and the S&P. Uh, quitting him here, there's not enough room and capital structure of those top 10 companies to hold 10 trillion or 100 trillion worth of capital. So Bitcoin is competing against gold, which is 10x what it is right now. It is competing against the S&P index, and it's competing against Real estate, a 100 trillion plus asset class as a store of value, which means we can grow another 100x family. Send it as we're only at a 1 trillion right now. The MicroStrategy founder believes that capital will keep flowing from gold and other asset classes into Bitcoin because the digital currency is technically superior to them, as he shares here. That being the case, there is just no reason to sell the winner to buy the losers. Love that. I mean, why would you sell the apex predator for the tulip mania? Ponzi scheme fiat currency. Just saying. Saylor's comments come two months after he called the recently launched spot Bitcoin ETFs the most significant development on Wall Street in the past 30 years, comparing them to the historical creation of the S&P 500 fund. And as one of Bitcoin's strongest proponents, Saylor began accumulating Bitcoin back in 2020, making MicroStrategy the first publicly traded company to hoard the asset. And after the firm's last purchase of 850 Bitcoin, which they announced took place in January, their stash is now roughly 190,000 BTC, bought at an average price of 31,000 each and worth more than 10 billion at the current price 
prices. So he has roughly $6 billion worth of dollar cost averaging over the past four years, putting them roughly $4 billion in unrealized gains. Meanwhile, Saylor predicted in December there would be a surge in Bitcoin demand in 2024, and his forecast is playing out. Currently, the Bitcoin demand from the spot Bitcoin ETFs is almost 10x the supply available for miners. This has also contributed to the latest surge in the Bitcoin price action. And we know happening roughly 55 days, supply gets cut in half again, which is going to make it 20x the daily demand versus the supply. Let's go. But anyways, our next story of the day, let's discuss this $150,000 target this year in 2024 by Thomas Lee, shall we? Uh, yeah, shout out Tom Lee, by the way. Speaking on CNBC Squawk Box uh, a couple of days ago on the 21st, the American entrepreneur said he thinks Bitcoin price will reach 150000 per coin this year. That's a modest 3x. What do you guys think? Uh, Lee cited three reasons for his bold prediction, which would involve the asset moving 190% higher than the current levels. Quoting him here, you have demand improving with the new ETFs, you have supply shrinking with the halving, and if monetary policy eases, which we expect, that's supportive for risk assets. That's right. And quoting Sailor, Tom Lee says, Bitcoin is sound money and shares his price predictions. The comment comes as Bitcoin appears to have reached resistance at 52 following a 30% rally over the past month. However, Lee appears unfazed, just blaze, stating the Bitcoin's been holding up before adding, I do not think a drawdown is going to start that soon. When asked about performance over the next five years, he said, it is sound money and I think it is proving to be useful. It has been a great store of value. It has been a good risk asset, and it also is incredibly secure. Yeah, the most secure network on the planet. There hasn't been a single fraudulent entry on the blockchain since its inception, and I don't think any bank can say that is true for their accounting breach. Lee has been a longtime uh, Bitcoin advocate, predicting the asset would reach 200000 per coin over the next few years. 4x from here, pretty modest. In the same interview, co-anchor Andrew Sorkin was ridiculed for thinking that a store of value needs to stay at the same place, uh, quoting Magoo. <laughs> Moron of the day goes to Andrew Sorkin for thinking a store of value needs to stay at the same place. So yeah, very interesting. And quoting Emperor here, Bitcoin price update, previous month, January high remains very important retest level. I'll give you some of the insights here. This level was retested as support after the breakout before the push, the 53,000, which is currently the two-year high family. He also wrote number two, range low on the lower time frame has been swept right now. Let's see if this looks Liquidity is enough to push the price further. Range looks ready to break with Coinbase spot books being ass heavy right now. Number three, confluence of the Fibonacci zone makes the 49,000 level stronger. Number four, the FRVB of the move sh uh, up shows to 47,000. This is where a lot of the Bitcoin change hands before the 50,000 breakout. This is the last bear slash bull line. If we break down from this level, then we will be bearish on the higher time frame and likely go to major lows. However, 48 to 49 retests will hold and we continue the pump. So according to this analyst, that is ultimately the line in the sand. As long as we can hold the 48 to 49 level, the pump shall continue. So what are your thoughts, family? Let me know in the live chat. But without further ado, now let's dive into our featured story of the day. Fidelity's Jurian Timmer suggests Bitcoin will reach 6 trillion market cap, which is virtually 6x from today's market cap. And also he has predicted that Bitcoin can achieve a $1 billion price action, but by the year 2038. So let me break both of these stories uh, down for you. Welcome everyone just joining the stream. Pump the likes to pump the stream. Great 
greatly appreciate that. Fidelity's director of global macro, Jurian Timmer, suggests Bitcoin could amass a market value equivalent to a quarter of the monetary gold market, potentially reaching the six trillion dollar mark. This prediction hinges on the assumption Bitcoin will continue to cement its status as the digital gold in a viable store value, in which we already know it has. Timmer's analysis draws a parallel between the portion of gold held for monetary purposes, estimated at 40% of all the above ground gold, and Bitcoin. Central banks and private investors hold this share of gold, excluding jewelry for industrial uses, valuing it at approximately Six trillion. That's right. And following up on the previous threads, here are some thoughts on Bitcoin's potential market share versus gold. In this chart, he shows the value of monetary gold, which is that share of gold held by the central banks and private investors as a monetary asset, which he shared on X. Now, Timmer's forecast sees Bitcoin capturing a significant slice of this monetary gold market, leveraging its current $1 trillion valuation as a stepping stone to greater heights. And evaluating the strengths of Timmer's prediction requires an appreciation of Bitcoin's inherent characteristics that align it with gold's monetary role, such as scarcity due to its finite supply and its increasing acceptance as a hedge against inflation and currency devaluation. Hence why the European Central Bank can't stand it. Just saying. Moreover, Bitcoin's digital nature and decentralized framework present it as a modern modern alternative to gold, especially appealing to the tech-savvy and younger demographic of investors. However, there are weaknesses and uncertainties in such projections. The crypto market is notoriously volatile, subject to regulatory shifts from the SEC, technological advancements in the evolving landscape of digital assets. Bitcoin's market dynamics, including competition from other cryptos and blockchain projects, could impact this trajectory to Timmer's proposed market cap. And additionally, the comparison with gold does not fully account for the complexities of the crypto market, nor does it consider the possibility of Bitcoin being supplanted by another digital asset. Well, I'm going to throw that theory right out the window. Nothing is ever, no other altcoin that comes after Bitcoin and every altcoin comes after Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the very first cryptocurrency in the world, will eclipse Bitcoin, right? It has achieved what we call escape velocity. There's no such thing as catching up. There'll never be another currency that could have proven itself like Bitcoin has done in the past 15 years being perfect money protocol in the sense it's the most secure protocol to ever exist. And it's only going to get stronger. And the more mofos like the ECB attack it, the stronger it becomes. So now let's move on to a uh, $1 billion per coin price prediction by the year 2038, shall we? Here we go. Jury and Timmer once again put forth the notion that Bitcoin has the potential to reach a value of a billion per coin in roughly, what is that, another 15 years, fam, specifically around the year 2038. And to support the forecast, Timmer employed a combination of models and charts with a particular focus on the stock the flow model and his demand model. These analytical tools form the foundation of his primary prediction. Now, if you're not familiar with stock the flow, it ultimately is telling us after the halving in a couple of months, uh, Bitcoin is going to be sitting above 100,000 per coin with a range of 100,000 to a million between 2024 halving and the 2028 having. So extremely bullish. Now, the above demand model, the one you're looking at on your screen, employs what's called Metcalf's law. And according to this, the number of its users grows linearly. The network's value grows geometrically. This means that the utility, as well as the adoption of Bitcoin, are expected to continue to grow more rapidly compared to its network of users, exchanges, ATMs, and participating retailers. Therefore, this model predicts Bitcoin will reach $1 million 
by 2030, which is pretty much right in alignment with ARK Invest's Kathy Wood's prediction. And she has even said Bitcoin could hit 1.5 million in her bullish scenario. And even more recently, as I covered on the show, maybe a week or two ago, she says even more bullish now that the ETF inflows are rocking. She says Bitcoin can hit 2.3 million per coin. Now, JV's prediction, I'm a little more bullish than these guys. I think we could hit 1 million per coin by the year 2029. My basis for my hypothesis is it's the year preceding the halving. History shows us we hit the cycle peak. So this cycle peak, maybe in my opinion, somewhere, I think it's going to be in 2025, somewhere between 222,000 and 500,000 per coin. Let's just take the bearish synopsis from my hypothesis and let's just call it 225,000. Now, in order to go from 225,000 to a million, the following cycle, we're going to have another halving in 2028, the year preceding the halving. Typically, we hit the peak. That would just be another modest 4X. So JV feels 1 million per coin by the year 2029. Let me know if you agree or disagree, family, in the live chat. Now, in contrast, Timur's stock, the flow supply model, notes the events of significant price surges during each halving event. Consequently, when considering this model in conjunction with other factors, it foresees a price range of 1 million to 10 million per coin by the year 2030. Send it. Timmer's demand model is more inclined towards reflecting the bottom of the Bitcoin price. But on the other hand, the stock to flow model seems to provide a better approximation for the peak of Bitcoin. However, it's worth noting that the disparity between these two models widening significantly beyond the year 2030. The reason behind this gap is expected to be the changing value of the dollar. Can you say hyperinflation, which will lead to hyper Bitcoinization family? So how changes in the dollar value could influence Bitcoin? Timmer proposes the value of the dollar undergoes fluctuations over time when compared to other assets. Facts. For instance, if a dollar was invested in stocks during the 18th century, its present day value would be roughly $4 billion. Similarly, Timmer implied that if $1 million is invested today, it can grow to a $1 billion in a span of 20 years. Yeah, due to inflation, meaning the purchasing power of the dollar is mathematically guaranteed to decrease as they continue to print, and they're going to continue to print. And what does that mean? The silver lining that the Bitcoin uh, purchasing power is mathematically guaranteed to increase. So let's go. This further revealed that the purchasing power of the dollar has significantly reduced due to the factors like inflation and depreciation, thus Timmer's statement, implied that keeping a fixed amount of dollars for many years may lead to a reduced purchasing power. Hence, the melting ice cube metaphor Saylor has geniusly outlaid for us. So over the last few years, an increasing number of companies are taking over the one trillion market cap. We now have NVIDIA, a multi-trillion dollar company. So what are your thoughts uh, surrounding these price predictions? Do you think the market cap will easily eclipse that six trillion milestone this year, 2024, potentially at the peak in 2025 of the cycle? And what are your thoughts on 1 billion per coin by the year 2038? For the sake of humanity, I hope, Bitcoin doesn't hit a billion dollars. That means the dollar will be worthless. And a lot of people will be in pain and suffering. There'll be a lot of non-Bitcoiners, but it will be great for everyone at that Bitcoin Citadel. Just saying. What are your thoughts, family? Holla at your boy. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.